I'm Annie Fox. And I'm Laurel Pinson. And this is Workwives, conversations at your desk with the woman who knows you best. So tell me a little bit about the kind of phenomenon of like spilling your guts out at the Thanksgiving table, like accidentally confessing things or getting boozy and confessing things. Is that a real thing that happens at Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving in the States is something that sort of has a lot of loaded rituals to Mm -hmm. it. I mean, beyond the turkey and the sides, there's also the sort of pageantry of gathering people together around a table. And so it invites this really diverse cast of characters that is not always used to interacting with each other on a day-to-day basis, but also feels like they want to have a good conversation. You know, older relatives are getting boozy that maybe are not so used to getting sourced. And then they're like... How oh, yeah, come you don't have a boyfriend yet? Right. It's cross-generational. You yeah. know, you have things like, why do you have that nose ring? You know, all yeah. of a sudden. But because of that, it also becomes a good forum for, say, an announcement. You know, <laughs> there's also the element of, of coming home because quite often you're journeying back to the place that you grew up to attend Thanksgiving dinner at your parents' house or your grandparents' house, which does have its own sort of identity traps you know. Right, because you were the yes, you were the nineteen-year-old girl that did this thing last time you were there. But you're now you're thirty-six, and you're like, I, you know, I know how to use the laundry. Please leave me alone, mum, or whatever it is. Right, and I think that can really invite a lot of identity scrambles. You know, where you feel very immediately that you want to declare yourself and how different you are right. from how you were at eighteen. So, in the spirit of sort of Thanksgiving and this sort of owning up to. Um, what what are we doing? We're going to hijack people? We're going to do a bit of field reporting. Field reporting. Field reporting on the floor. Um, We're going to go out and we're going to ask our coworkers and friends um, what their sort of mini declarations have been, what what they've owned up to uh, in the past, or maybe they'll own up to us. Oh, I'd love to get some fresh own-ups. Some own-ups? Some fresh own-ups. Fresh declarations. So here we go. I know we always said we were at our desks, but we were actually in a podcast studio. Oh my gosh, she just outed us. I mean, right now we're really at our desks. confessing. Desk. We are at our desks right now. Um, so we're going to go around our office and surprise people at their desks to share stories with us. Mm-hmm. Especially stories that are sort of revealing something yeah. from their past. Confessions. Um, confessions. Or own-ups. Own-ups. Yeah. I think they're really own-ups. Like, what would you own up to? Annie? Um, well, we kind of just owned up to the fact that we've been lying to all the work wives that listen all this time when we say that we are taping at our desks and we're actually taping yeah, but I, don't think, I, I think our work wives are smart enough that they really didn't believe us the first time. Um, I want to hear about, I would love to hear about a workplace romance, but I don't think we'll get that. Mm. I'd love to hear about like a family secret. I just want to know if people steal tissue boxes from the office and take <laughs> Here's them home. a really specific. Here's a really specific. I'm like, do you also take Kleenex boxes home? Not also. I mean, I don't. I mean, were you the one that op- that rigged open the tampon? I was. <laughs> That's did, a good one. You did, did do that. I did, but it only stayed open for. Okay, so we have to pay for tampons here, and so I. I defaced the tampon dispenser to open it so people could get free tampons. But then it was closed again, like, later in the day. Somewhere there's, like, really hilarious CCTV footage of me with, like, <laughs> a bobby, a bobby pin, pin and some gum. <laughs> You're like tampon MacGyver is how they know you, like, in building security. All right, let's go. Okay. 
So um, we're here with Liz. Liz, tell us what you do at Glamour. I'm the books editor, so I get paid to read books, which is pretty much the best job in the world. And what you can't see is that here at the books editor's desk, you are legit surrounded by oh, books. There are just piles it's and a book stacks form. of gorgeous books all around, which is why it's one of my favorite desks. It could also be mistaken for a hoarder's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, li- a li- little bit. <laughs> a hoarder of yes. books, which is like the chicest kind of hoarder. That is true. Okay, so you have something you want to own up to, and we really want to hear it. Yes. I have finally, um, after eight years as a dog Ooh. owner, um, finally come clean with the world that I really am not a fan of my dog whose name is Fig Newton he's a mutt he is very difficult to live with he's a desperate attention seeker he eats everything that we leave out he jumps up on the counter he attacks people who come over we have to have the like a delivery people when they bring a pizza to our house. We have to meet them at the end of the walkway. <laughs> um, he is nothing but trouble. Have you have you tried working things out with Fig Newton? Like, have you had a come to Jesus moment where you're like, you live what? here, I live here. What can we do to work this shit out? Regularly, it just does not. I mean, I've tried the usual routes, obviously, of training and working with him mm-hmm. and being patient with him and being the alpha but I've also had some private moments with him yes these just, are the ones I want to know about like just in eye your to eye where I'm like if you want to keep going on like this you need to change your behavior and to no avail he doesn't hear you even no. in those private moments but he looks at me with these really baleful eyes mm-hmm. and he he sort of whines a little bit mm-hmm. and you kind of it's like there's someone in there. He wants he wants to please you, but he's like a bad relationship right. that you just sort of can't quit. So I'm stuck with him, but I feel really committed to him. Uh, I have three kids; they really love him. My husband is obsessed with him. So is he just a jerk to you? No, oh. he's a notorious jerk. We've taken him to kennels while we're away for the weekend, and they've asked for him not to come back. Um, our own, oh. our vet has identified him as one of her top three most quirky patients. Quirky. Mm-hmm. Yes. So That's a good coded, coded word. Coded. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're being very generous of spirit about your dog, um, yeah. considering what a jerk he is and yeah. how abusive he is. <laughs> like, I honestly, honestly don't know what to say. Like, I'm sorry. I, I have two great you. cats. You have two great cats. Well, there yeah, you go. That's great the cats. silver lining. Okay. That is the silver lining. Shout out to Fig Newton. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we should all take Fig out for a drink. <laughs> so we're here with Justine. Justine, what do you do here at Glamour? I'm a senior editor in the features department. Hello. And and what do you have to own up to today? I mean, it's something that is kind of obvious when you look at me, but for a long time I tried to hide it and to confuse people with optics but like um, like like what sort of well confess and then I'm gonna ask you a million questions about this like all right this, this is hard for me so I'm just gonna come out right, it's a it. safe space um I'm short <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's right it is kind of obvious when you when you're looking at her but, but a lot of people would say when I actually tell them how tall I am that oh like you don't seem like that short because you have a big personality or because Aww. I'm wearing Really, I know it's like okay, talk about coded <laughs> words, yeah. but or I wear really high heels and then really long pants, and no one knows like secret in the pants. Okay, I have no nobody knows your secret in the pants. <laughs> nice. So wait, what is so what is your actual height? Oh, you don't have to tell us if you don't want to, but we really want you to. I think I'm five two. 
you, and you, you don't know because you've lied about it so much you don't know how old. Yeah. Oh, no. fair. Yes. That's fair. good. That's good. Okay, so um, I have a hey, question hey, for you. Height ain't nothing but a number. True. That's Did that. you lie about your height on your Condé Nast entry pa- access pass? So the funny thing about that is I sent the picture. You know, I was very proud to get hired at Glamour. So I sent it, and I like the picture. It's a good so picture. I sent it to my mother and my best friend and my husband, all of whom wrote me back individually and were like, nice one on the height, though. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, do you grow? And it only says I'm 5'3". So I think my friends actually think I'm shorter than 5'2", which may very well be the case. Well, they know now. And so it's like plagued me as this thing. And now that I'm... 32 and a mother I want to you know come out and just be like yeah I'm really fucking short and I have a big personality personality. (laughs) and I bet you look good in tall hats yeah I should like Marge Simpson it or just fully embrace it I think you're an extraordinarily good company I guess thank you for that confession I'm still like reeling from it have a glass of wine it'll make you feel better So we are here perched on the desk of Lizzie Logan. Hello, Lizzie. Hi, Annie. Uh, And Lizzie, what do you do here at Glamour? I'm the pop culture writer for Mm. Mm Glamour.com. So what do you have to own up to? Well, it's not a thing that is a secret, um, but it's a thing I guess a lot of my friends don't know because I don't talk about it a lot, which is that I was in a sorority in college, and before that, I was a debutante in high school. So you're a lady. I'm a lady. I have so many American culture debutante questions right now. First of all, what is a debutante, and why why does one want to be a debutante? Basically, it's a big party to celebrate that you're like... It's a coming-of-age thing for wasps, is what it is. Perfect. I can see it in my mind. Do you wear a gown? You do. You wear a wedding gown. You wear a white gown. Wow. And you, they don't make debutante dresses. You just have to buy it from a bridal store. Wow. And do you, like, do you do an old-fashioned dancey time thing, Mm -hmm. like a waltz type situation? Yes. You do a number of dances. Um, like, there are also sort of, there's also, you make a lot of, like, arrangements where, like, you'll sort of line up and then the whole line will, like, rotate and then you'll like make a square and sort of like Like walk around swimming but in ball gowns yeah it's like synchronized walking because it's a presentation (laughs) so you're like walking around and like being presented to all of the families that are there so they can be like oh yes like that is a nice lady (laughs) good marriage material possibly for my son oh i see this now do you throw a bouquet oh this is wedding thing do you throw a glove what's the like you wear you you hold flowers. Okay. I, you, I don't remember what you do with the flowers. And then you're announced as, and now you are a debutante. Now yeah, you're out. It would be in like society. presenting Elizabeth Renata Logan, oh, and then like I am presented. It's also a fundraiser. So, or the one I went to was a fundraiser for the hospital. Because like if you're gonna get in a ball gown, like make it for charity. I feel at, at this juncture that I should confess I was also a debutante. Oh my god, we've got so much to talk about. I also I had a sort of upgraded version of this experience mm-hmm. if such a thing is possible it's um, because I was part of Fiesta in San Antonio which is a bit like a Mardi Gras situation where I was like a duchess on the court Excuse of this situation. So, like, if you have ranks. If you, I was just you were a duchess? The, How you, do you become a duchess? Look, it's like the Deb experience that I had been through but with a parade Ooh. and like on, on a float? parade float. <laughs> What was your float? It was like, well, the co- a like, seamless delivery van. <laughs> <laughs> Just a giant seamless delivery van. I mean, I would have, I would have been on it with pride. 
Hi. Hi. Hey. Uh, we're here at Noah's desk. Noah, whom you may remember from a previous episode of the podcast. Noah, tell us what you do here at Glamour. Um, I'm an associate fashion writer here at Glamour. Mm-hmm. You sure are. And you have a confession and own up for us that you're going to share? I, um, I shudder to confess this so publicly, but <laughs> I feel it is time. Um, I am originally from Long Island, um, and I am a bit ashamed of that Ooh. fact. Um, I know some people are proud of it, but um, I, when I meet new people as an adult, um, whether it's in a work capacity or social capacity or even on dates, I, um, I lie and tell people I grew up on the Upper West Side of New York. Wow! So you get specific. I get, the only way to do it is to to get get specific. specific, yeah. Um, So you don't sound, I mean, I'm not that great with American accents, obviously, but um, you don't sound like someone that's from Long Island, which is your first mistake. Like, not everybody, like, the world from Long Island doesn't sound like Long Island, you know, they're all just... Do you you on the inside sound like that? And this is an accent you're putting on? Only when I'm incredibly drunk or around my mom. Oh my gosh, do it right now, do it right now. All right. Well, I had a little, um, I had a little, you know, box of chicken and some quinoa and, you know, a little lettuce, a little romaine. <laughs> a little lettuce, a little romaine. A little lettuce, a little romaine. That well. is a full Carol Silverstein accent oh, right shout there. out to Carol Silverstein. God bless my mother. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> okay, workwives, we are in the beauty closet. The holy, the sanctuary within glamour it's such a i mean it's like such a special place and i don't even particularly really wear makeup or i'm interested in makeup but even just being in here it's like a magical place there's so much stuff i mean it smells like a goddamn dream it just for like starters it smells like and it's colorful it's really colorful there's rows upon rows of shelves first of all and, and I- all the products are surprisingly neatly arranged yes and who do we have to thank for that the Erin Remall, beauty come, assistant. Come, 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 over. <laughs> come on over. Hey, the guys. lady who lives in this magical land. It's bigger than my apartment. <laughs> I could live in this, <laughs> in this room. Okay. I just need a cot. Erin, you have something you want to own up to. Yes, I do. Tell um, us. I still sleep with my baby blanket. This. Oh, Describe the blanket to, to um, us. It's pink. Well, it's not quite as pink as it used to be. It's a little <laughs> bit tinged gray. Um, and all of the edges are frayed because when I was little, I used to chew on it. But that's kind of like my favorite part of it. Like when I'm anxious, like I like rub them together and they make like this really like satisfying sound. Um, and yeah, so and it just like has the smell of home. So like every day before I go to work, I just kind of like hug it and like then I'm good to go. That has just filled my goddamn heart. That's really sweet. <laughs> I want a blanket. Yeah, I don't have a blanket. That's I don't really sweet. One. And I like that now it's sort of a more neutral tone. Like it was a pink, but now it's sort of washed out yeah. of it. It's chic as fuck. It's, it's kind of like me, you know? I started out like all chipper and rosy. Now, you know, I live in a closet. So <laughs> You're a little ashen. It is, it is a beautifully it appointed is beautiful. closet. I've got to tell you. It is quite beautiful. Um, so we are here with Christina. Christina, hey. Hi. Um, tell everyone what you do here at Glamour. Um, I handle all the fashion credits for the book. If you want to buy it, I can tell you where to get it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know how that is true. power indeed. That is true. That I know how much indeed. everything costs and where it comes from. Mm. And you have something you want to share with us, right? I I'm do. To hear I it. guess um, I buy a Popeye's turkey. 
for Thanksgiving. Wow. And it's amazing. Wait, do you... Oh, wait. Like a full turkey? Like the yeah. whole turkey from yeah. Popeye's? Yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. I did not. Brilliant. Three years in a row, everyone loves it. It's do you amazing. tell them? Yeah. Oh, good. You're and good there's boy. no leftovers. It's gone in a day. What? Wow. People love it. Now I feel like everybody else is the fool for not doing it. Yeah, it's already cooked, so it only you're just heating it through. It takes 45 minutes. Great. So you can cook whatever else you want to cook all day and do the turkey last. Wow, you've got it worked out. No basting. Juicy. Delicious. Oh, wow. Cajun turkey. I didn't even know you could <laughs> Wait, do Wait, Cajun turkey. Okay, so tell us how you discovered this. Oh, Actually, I kind of don't know. I mean, the signs are up in all the Popeyes now. If you look in the front, it'll say, like, Cajun turkey. And what they are referring to is a whole frozen turkey. And if you wait till the last minute, like I have done, like, day before, day of, they sell out. So then you have wow. to find a location that has some. And they'll tell you, like, you need to come now. Like, I've called in the morning, like, do you have these turkeys? And they're like, we have a few. Hmm. Or did you order yours in advance? So no, this I is didn't. Like, it's like <laughs> off the secret menu in some crazy yeah, way. It's like the ultimate yeah, secret Yeah, you can like item. pre-order it, pick it up. Do you now? Pre- now that you've done oh, this no, three no. years in a row? No, 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 no. you're still last minute. I'm, I'm not giving Popeyes like my credit card over the phone. Oh, I'm yeah, not ready yeah, for that. That's fair. That's fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that is totally fair. Blow I mean, if Popeyes mind. doesn't call after this, it's like, who is that woman? We will fund her for life with turkeys. Then there's something wrong with Popeyes. Well, thank you for confessing. You're welcome. Okay, so we're back at our desks um, and have... Laurel's drinking. I'm just going to... I just want everyone to know Laurel's drinking out of a paper cup. Well, it's wine time. It is wine time. So we've looped back up with one of our favorite humans, Abby McCoy. That's nice. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> she was, you know, perched in a window doing invoices like she does. Oh, bless you. Bless her. <laughs> so, Abby, you have a little something that you'd like to own up to. I do. Um, Kim, if you're listening... Well, she better be listening. I apologize. <laughs> So, Kim moved in to the office maybe two, three months ago at this point, right? And I don't know why, but she brought Barbies with her. She did. And, like, not just Barbies, right? Like, tell the people what these Barbies are. They're boxed Barbies. Uh I didn't, I, anyway, she's an adult, but she has boxed Barbies. And one of them. And they're chic. I mean, they're fancy looking boxed Barbies. They look like prize Barbies. Show pony Barbies. Clearly they are prized by Kim. And they look good. I mean, they're beautiful. And I sit right across from Kim, and I have to see the Barbies all the time. And I don't like them. I'll just be honest about that. I don't think there's a place for Barbies in the office. So... One of them has like a, a door, like a hinge on the box. I don't know how you would, I mean, how yeah, do no, we just... It's a hinge. It's, it's like a door. It's like yeah. a, yeah. It's, it's like a, a cover on the box. A cover. Exactly. Yeah. A cover um, on Oscar de la Renta Barbie. And so it occurred to me a few months ago, um, like basically the second day Kim was here, that I could start closing the, the door of the Barbie. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's kind of a... You know, it's not mean. It's kind of funny. Like, I should maybe, like, get credit for it and tell people. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to let this go. <laughs> let this happen. Have you been doing that? So, yeah, I've been closing <laughs> the door of the party. <laughs> like, every day? Every day? No, 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 no. No, that would be too much. I've been doing it once every, like, two to three weeks. And sometimes Kim doesn't say anything. But Kim is a person that has a lot to say. As we, Bless know, her. We yeah. love Kim. Love Kim. But yeah, she. there have been a couple of occasions where she's turned to me and she's been like, who would do this? Why is, the, 
straight face. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't really engage. I'm just like, uh, I, I can't tell you, Cam. I don't know. Who would do that? This is why we need you, Abby, because I would have crumpled. Like, the second somebody even turned and looked at me, I would have crumpled and just been like, it's me, it's me, I'm trying to tell you. But we have you because you are just still oh, what you were like. Yeah. Nope. So, don't know. Until this podcast airs, <laughs> this behavior will continue. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> and thank you, Abby McCoy. Thanks, Abby. Awesome. And we'll find out if Kim listens to the podcast. She We hope that this in some way inspired you that most of the secrets that you think are truly horrible are really not that bad. As you're heading home for Thanksgiving, um, you should, you know, think about, seriously think about fessing up to something, Mm -hmm. something you've been carrying around with you. Lighten that load. Lighten that load. It's probably actually not so bad. Um, And you didn't even have to do it on a podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, we know Laurel's already drinking, but the sun is going down. So it's wine time. It's wine time. All right. Let's go. Workwives is produced by Ben Riskin and Acast. Our associate producer, Katiri Benjamin, keeps the ship afloat. And we have production support from the whole staff at Glamour, including Anna Maysline, Lizzie Logan, and Simone Kitchens. And we're recorded right here at Condé Nast Studio in NYC. Hold up. 